Welcome back to Growing in His Word, man. Listen, last week we were talking about Matthew chapter 12, and we were in the controversy over the Sabbath and the labor, and we talked about the controversy over the Sabbath and the healing. And so we see it also in Mark and in Luke chapter 6. And then the Pharisees were on a mission to plan on destroying Jesus Christ. And it wasn't, it's not going to happen, man. <laughs> There's no way. He came up to try to plot against him and how they would might destroy Jesus. But when Jesus, he knew it. He withdrew from there because he was smart. He was perfect. He is God. And he's in love with us. Father, we come before you. We thank you for this growing in his word. Listen, we love you, Jesus. We thank you for your faithfulness, Father. Where we, we just ask that your Holy Spirit now goes before us. In your name, Jesus, teach this word. Amen. God bless you guys, man, and and good morning out there. Uh, listen, I want to say uh, hello to everybody out there in, in all these countries, different countries, and and um, yeah, man, we're going strong. We're just praising the Lord, and we love you guys, and we, we thank you for your, your continuing uh, faithfulness and following this program. It's a, it's a free program, and it's a Bible teaching free program for you guys to learn the Word of God, exactly how I was taught by Pastor Chuck Smith. And uh, he was a mentor of mine. So yeah, you guys reach out if you guys need anything. But uh, why don't you grab your Bibles, man? We're going to be turning to Matthew chapter 12. We left off last week in, in verse 30. And we talked about how last week, the, how the Pharisees blasphemy the Holy Spirit. And, and then we also were talking about how the mute was healed. And so that the blind and mute, and they, they spoke. Jesus was cleansing. He was... He was letting them know, man, that he was in control and that the enemy was not going to stop him. And we talked about how a house that's divided against itself itself will not stand. So, if, you know, if Satan casts out Satan. He basically, he is divided against himself. And then so Jesus said, how then will this kingdom stand? So, look, we have homes, families. Believers, we have each other. We have, we're, we are brothers and sisters. We are one. In Hebrew, achad, we are one. Look, we must spend more time in God's word. Everybody must. Because when we don't soak in the word of God, we then start to realize that the enemy can come in through different ways. And so, this is very important. If you want a beautiful home that's godly-centered, continue to read your Bible, man. I can't stress it enough. We see the power of Jesus working in this Bible, but we see it in our lives. Listen, believers, we see how Jesus casted out demons, and he stopped them. He stopped them right where he wanted them. And, and even in our own lives, we see the enemy trying to creep in. Jesus, here it says, when the Pharisees blasted the Holy Spirit and he went on and Jesus was talking about how a house divided against itself will not stand. And it said, if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. Listen to this. Okay. Because this verse shows how Jesus, the king, was confronting the kingdom of Satan in his exorcisms. And Jesus was binding Satan bit by bit. Almost like when you jump on a horse and you shove the bit in its mouth and it won't let it out. Jesus just put it in the horse's mouth and shut him up. Look, he will bind Satan quickly and, com and, and completely. Believers, I, I hear it so many times. Oh, the, the devil's attacking me. The devil's attacking. Look, man, 
Satan lost, but we got to watch out about his tactics. He lost 2,000 years ago on the cross. And so Jesus has already beat him. Believers, understand that the Holy Spirit wants to work in our lives. And he is in our lives. Listen, it says in verse 30, he says, in 29, Matthew chapter 12, verse 29, Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? So, look at it this way. Believers, it's simple. Colossians 1.3 says, God has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Jesus is describing the beginning of that of a, a pretty much, you know, a rescue. And, and ever since the fall of mankind, in Genesis chapter 3, Satan had wide freedom on the earth. And he was oppressing people and holding them captive in his domain, in the, in the darkness. And basically, one of the first actions of Jesus' ministry was to battle, to do battle with Satan in the form of several temptations. Listen, number one was Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. And Jesus concluded that battle by saying to Satan, Be gone. Satan left. And Jesus' power over Satan was established. Satan could do nothing to stop Jesus from carrying out his plans in the heart of Satan's former domain. Listen, believers, that's what Jesus is describing in this verse. He has entered Satan's house, the earth, to plunder his goods. The people who will be gods, listen to this, the people who will be gods, he began that robbery by first binding the strong man, not people being gods, but you know what I'm saying, Satan, so he, he can't win. Listen, Jesus could work freely in removing Satan's grasp from those who would eventually trust in Christ. Okay? Listen, Jesus is telling the Pharisees, you guys, you, you got to get it together. There's no way. Look, at, there's a lot of Pharisees out there. And they're saying to you, be afraid. Don't do the work of the Lord. And Jesus is saying, don't listen to the Pharisees. You know, they blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, don't worry about the Pharisees. They, they commit unpartable sins. They, they, they're losers. I mean, you can't, you can't uh, uh, love what Satan's doing. You got to hate what Satan's doing. But love the sinner, okay. But you, you don't have to be hanging out with them. Because they'll end up corrupting you. The, the enemy is smooth like that. Listen, Satan lost. And the sins of the world, our sins are forgiven because Jesus died for us. Okay? And the Holy Spirit's conviction is the big time thing I want to talk about here. Because it's important. Because here it talks about, in verse 28, But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless the first binds a strong man? Jesus binded the enemy and he will bind the person that's in your life trying to destroy God's work. Listen, and then he will plunder his house, verse 30, and that's where we last left off last week. He who is not with me is against me and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Man, that's dangerous. That's, I mean, you got to think about that, believers. We are one. We are family. Okay? God is in love with us. 
have no power over humans. I am a human. I am a shepherd of God, one who discerns. I'm a fruit inspector, man. We talked about that. I don't go out judging people. Listen to this. Verse 31 says, Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven of men. But look at this. But the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven be forgiven by men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven to him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven by him, either in this age or in the age to come. This is a serious, serious thing. And, you know, I heard a pastor talking about, in a church the other week, about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying the guy's off. All I'm saying is the guy, when he was speaking, he was speaking about the spirit being the church versus the spirit in the human body. We have a human body, the Holy Spirit dwells in, but then the Holy Spirit dwells in the church. And if you come against the church, then God will go against you. There's two different things here. Believers, listen, it's important. Listen, note takers, the Holy Spirit is alive. It's our helper. John chapter 14 says that God will send, Jesus said he will send a helper and he will be there for us. He is the third uh, characteristics of, of the Trinity. And he loves us and he's beautiful. He will teach us. He will lead us. He will guide us. He will show us. And when we speak of the Holy Spirit, we must be very, very clear of the work of the Holy Spirit. There's, there's many different types of, you know, ways people talk about the Holy Spirit. But believers, you got to be careful. Don't slander the Holy Spirit. Don't put the Holy Spirit down. Don't speak against it because you will not be forgiven. The Bible's clear about this. If you slander the Holy Spirit, don't do it. I beg you. Although the church pastor had good intentions when I was there, but really what he was doing was was mixing the verse with another verse. That That's normal in some churches, but we got to be careful how we perceive when the shepherd is giving a message. It's very, very clear, believers. We must be slow when we receive this Holy Spirit, meaning we must be very, very careful how we understand this. This is a very delicate situation. Okay, now... The church, okay, has the Holy Spirit dwelling in the church. If you go against the church, destroy it, lead people away from God, confuse them, that's where the that's where God says you're not gonna you're not gonna live. You can't do that. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. When we receive Jesus, here's my biggest thing that many, many pastors do not understand. Are you guys ready for this? Because this is like a, a fruit blessing from beyond God. I mean, well, beyond God, meaning the Holy Spirit. <laughs> they're, all, they're all together. Okay, here we go. When a believer receives Jesus Christ. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm excited. When they say, I want to receive Jesus and be born again. They say a sinner's prayer, but a a a a a a, a I know, but that's all, folks. I get it. When a pastor says, come to the altar, raise your hand and say, yes, I do. I believe 
I believe, Yossi, I believe that person needs to be told that the Holy Spirit can dwell in you when you receive Jesus Christ. Because then they don't realize they have the Holy Spirit when they come to Christ. And that's the whole mess up when pastors are doing the altar call at crusades. Oh, stick your hands up. Oh, you want Jesus. No, dude. They want more than Jesus. Well, how can there be more? There is. John 14 says he left a helper. Read it. So when we pray, we say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I want your Holy Spirit in me. Ooh. Bing. That's when God says, wow, you just called upon us good, didn't you? Us. U.S. Get it? Not U.S.A. Us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I hope you understand this, believers. It's not very hard to figure out. It's like a hard-boiled egg. You have the, you cook it and you have the yolk. You have the whites and the shell, but one egg. One distinct God, three characters. The Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this is the problem. So people are being led by Jesus Christ that they believe is their Jesus. But is it the Jesus of the Bible? Because Mormons believe in a Jesus. Jehovah Witnesses believe in a Jesus. But is it the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? How do we know this? This is my, my whole thing, believers. And this is the radical part about the Holy Spirit. When you receive Jesus, you may think to yourself, well, yeah, I've already got the Holy Spirit because Jesus is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I get it. But if you're not aware of the Holy Spirit. When you receive Jesus, it doesn't go very far. It does. But later in life, you're going to realize, hey man, hey dude, why didn't you tell me I could, you know, walk in the Holy Spirit? I did an altar call. And I believe that's why a lot of people go back to the sinful lifestyle. And they go back to the bars, they go back to their drugs, alcohol, their Whatever they do that leads them away from Christ because they don't know how to walk in the Holy Spirit. Because the sin which will not be forgiven is the stubborn refusal to heed the Holy Spirit's conviction and accept the forgiveness that Christ offers, particularly in reference to the leaders of Israel. Jesus had offered here, right here in this verse, he offered them the proof that could be expected. The ministry right here of John, the testimony of the Father, and the prophecies of the Old Testament is his own testimony and the substantiation of the Holy Spirit because the leaders rejected all proofs regarding Jesus as Messiah and nothing else would be given except for the evidence right here. It's here. Believers, listen. Don't, don't reject the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus is telling them. He's telling the Pharisees. It's here. I am the way, the truth, the life. The Father is with me. I am the Son. And I am the Holy Spirit, Jesus is saying. Isn't that radical? You don't need a man or a woman. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Isn't that, 
Isn't that marvelous? Isn't that radical? Isn't that beautiful that we can depend on the Holy Spirit to teach us all things? And help us, he said. I'm sending you a helper. Is Jesus Christ a liar? No. He has a We have a helper. It's beautiful. I mean, it's the most beautiful thing you could ever think about. Verse 33 says, either make, it says here, oh, don't speak a word against it so it will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. Him either in this age or in the age to come. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Verse 34 says, Brought of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You ever see somebody outside and they're like, oh yeah, you know, and they're, they're just talking to you and, you know, you're, they're, be, they're believers in the Lord and you're like, hey, God bless you, man. And they're just like uh, trying to be holy and they're like, yeah, you know, and, and they're, they're, they could be frauds or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden, something crazy comes out of their mouth. That's what the Bible's saying. It's saying that sin will find you out. Because how can you being evil speak good things? You see, for out of the abundance of the heart, or the wicked heart, the mouth speaks. You see, a good man out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. You see, they want something. This is the difference between a believer and an unbeliever, a goat and a sheep, a fraudulent person. You get to know him. You trust him. He then, um, if he's bad, robs you, takes from you. He's a taker. And believers, listen, there's two different kind of peoples. There are givers and takers. The Bible says if you're, if you're, of, the God, if you're of God, you're fruit, then you will give. This is the difference, believers. Jesus had so much things to say. <laughs> and it's all here, believers. Listen, man, but I say <laughs> every idle word... Every idle word that men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. So, you know, you can act tough and cool and do what you want to do. But in the last days, in the, when, you, when, you, when you're judged, God will then, uh, you know, judge you. And there's nothing really more to say because for by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. And so God, God is the only one that can judge us. But the Bible says that we can be fruit inspectors and see the works. And so the Pharisees demanded the sign like they always did. You know, the Pharisees are going to be there to trip you up no matter what. They didn't believe. They just wanted to trip Jesus up and try and, try and trap him because they, they, they're hurting. You know, they, they don't believe. You see? You see? A real man of God will know that you've carefully followed my doctrine. The manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, per perseverance, persecutions, and afflictions, which happened to me in Antioch and at Iconium in Lystria. Remember this in, in 2 Timothy. What persecutions I endured. And out of them the Lord delivered me, yes, and all who desire to live a godly, uh, uh, godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, man, verse 10 all the way down. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse in deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue to the things which you have learned and be assured 
of knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood you, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. Isn't this radical? You know, inspiration of God in Greek, it's, it's, it's a theopenomtos. You know, God breathed, it means. And theos, it's peneu, to breathe. It's difficult to, to basically recreate the thought of the Greek expression, but it's real. You see, the word of God is breathing. It's alive and it's real. Believers, listen. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about today. Live day by day because Christ is working every single day in our lives and you don't even know it. You're like a puzzle, okay? God has made a puzzle, a giant, think of a big old giant puzzle, man. Close your eyes. Think of this radical, beautiful puzzle, man. It's a, it's a scenery, beautiful scenery of heaven. You have the, the jasper, the gold, the mansions, and boom, you're one of these pieces of the puzzle and God's trying to fit you, man. But we got to let them fit us. We can't fight and resist and coke and uh, uh, kick against the goats. Not Coca-Cola. Uh, I love Coca-Cola, but kick against the goats. We, gotta, we can't resist. God doesn't care about these big fancy strobe lights at the churches and the, and the you know, the big old touchy, happy, feely, woo, you know, man, it's about Jesus, dude, it's about growing in his word, it's, it's true, but everybody will give an account of it on the day of judgment, verse 37, verse 37 says, for by your words you will be justified, and your words you will be condemned, listen, then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you, but he answered and said to them, an evil, and a, listen, an and an, a, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a great fish, a whale, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Isn't that crazy? Remember that. It's it's ancient Israel. It was It was, you know, it was... It happened. Nineveh. Nineveh was, was, was wicked. And Jonah was a minor prophet. And I remember, I remember studying this in, in one of my pastors, Chuck, was telling me, I'd say, hey, Pastor Chuck, why do I got to, it's only a couple chapters, man. And he's like, read it again, read it again, read it again. I'm like, read it again? I already read it, man. <laughs> I already read it. He wanted me to get something different out of it because you can, you get a lot of things out of the word, but the thing that I got out of it was Nineveh, they were wicked and, and Jonah was, Jonah told them to repent and they did. And I think that's the key to enduring a beautiful relationship with Jesus Christ is repentance and having a, rela a relationship with Jesus and it's crazy because can you imagine, man, you, you know, Jonah was depressed. He was like, I don't want to, it's wicked. I don't want to go there. Listen, believers, you may be that Jonah. You're depressed. You're, you're upset. You're not used to it going your way. It's easier to live in sin. Trust me, it is. I've, I've lived in sin, man. 
I've had Alfa Romeos. I've had Port. I've had two Porsches. It doesn't work. It was before I preached. Yeah, believers, listen. <laughs> I don't want no emails saying, "Oh, I knew it. You were a Joel. You were this guy, and you were a you were a." No, dude. I don't take any money. <laughs> listen, I loved Italian cars, man. I had my first car was in it was an Alfa Romeo. Listen. I was a sinner like you. I'm not saying you can't have nice fancy things. I'm just saying believers were sinners. And you may be thinking, I, I don't want to go out there and reach that adulterous generation, man. I have Jesus. I'm cool. I'm in my corner. But that was what Jonah was thinking. He was depressed. He was angry. He was upset. Why is Nineveh, they're doing this. They're, they're crazy. They're mad. They're angry. They're, they're sinning against God. And you're, call, and you're telling me, Lord, to go out there and witness to them. And Jonah was obedient, even though he didn't want to do it. And what's crazy is God used a little worm to eat after he, after he went to Nineveh and told him to repent. They did. They repented. And God, he was angry with God. And he told God, God, why, why did you forgive him? He, it's like he wanted them to be punished. <laughs> and that mind frame, we got to get out of it. And God said, Jonah, because I forgave you. <laughs> We're forgiven. Jesus has forgiven us. We suck. We don't have anything except the love that he has given us and we give to others. Jesus loves us. Jonah was forgiven. And he was so upset that God, you know, he was in the shade. It's hot in Israel, trust me. And the tree was covering him, the branch, and a worm, God caused the worm to eat the root and rot the plant, and he was mad. <laughs> God gets our attention, believers. Listen, don't be a Jonah. Don't, don't, don't be swallowed by a whale to get God's work done. He wants to use you. He doesn't want to abuse you. <laughs> we abuse ourselves. We kick against the goads. We wrestle. We wrestle against the flesh. And God says, you don't do it no more. You don't need to. Listen, we're not going to get out of this chapter easy. <laughs> it's, a lot of, it's a lot of good stuff in here. Nuggets in this chapter, man. Listen, Jonah was there three days and three nights. Notice the son of man. You know, he was raised from the dead. Jesus Christ. He's using this as a symbol of, of you know, his blood on the cross. <laughs> it's crazy. The men of Nineveh will raise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. And Jesus is saying, here I am. Now what will you do? This is the proof God was showing the Pharisees. You nincompoops, you guys are not going to trip me up. You're not going to win because I am the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You will not control me. You will not tell me where I'm going or what I'm going to do. Jesus was very, very smart. And these words he used to tell them, you ain't got nothing on me. You won't get at me. You won't come to me like this. And you will never be able to get in my head because I'm your God and you don't even know it. And that's crazy, but it's true. Jesus Christ died for us 
And he left us his Holy Spirit. And if you receive Jesus Christ, you have, yes, you have received the Holy Spirit, but you must be informed. Buddy, you know what you're getting into? It's real. The Holy Spirit wants to work in you, live in you, and prosper you. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Is it, look up all the billionaires in this world. Life is, life is short. Money doesn't mean anything. Jesus doesn't want your money. He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to read your Bible with your wife. He wants you to read to your children. He wants to grow you and know you and show you and develop your character, man. Because he made you for a reason, for a season, so that you will fall in love with him and others. It's about his mercy, obedience, repentance, and, and just faithfulness, man. It's radical. They repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. Wow, amazing. Praise the Lord. And amazing, man. Jesus Christ is in love with you. And he wants to know you. And and this is the radical radical message man that we've been redeemed we've been purchased with his death on the cross christ paid the price to release us from the bondage of sin and every unbeliever is is say can be can be saved and they are but they're but right now they're slaves to sin until they receive him and god's purpose in redeeming us is not only to save us from hell he also wants to free us from sin so that we can produce good works that glorify him you can have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is with you. (laughs) Father, we thank you for this message, Lord. We only made a few verses today, Father, but it's okay, Lord. We're not in a rush to love on you and love others and spread your word. Father, we come before you. We thank you for this day, Lord, and we pray that people out there, when they receive Jesus, Lord, that they receive and know that they can receive your precious Holy Spirit, Father, your precious Holy Spirit in their lives so that they can walk in the Spirit like it says in Ephesians and that they can be taught by your Spirit, Father, and be directed by your Holy Spirit, Father. In Jesus' holy name, amen. God bless you guys out there. If you've received Jesus Christ, know that you have received also the Holy Spirit and He wants to work in you and He wants to walk in you. Can you let the Lord do that today? <laughs> Go to growinginhisword.com and you can log on to uh, you know, Bible study material. And in there you will find many ways to come to Christ and grow in His Word. God bless you guys. And listen, man, next week we're going to be talking about some radical stuff. And I'm actually going to be starting a new book soon on top of this one. It's going to be cool, man. And continue to pray for me. Listen, you guys out there, man. Uh, on the radio right now. Thank you for listening to Growing in His Word. Growing in His Word was sponsored by the Holy Spirit and we're led by we're, we're led by Jesus Christ or we're sponsored by Jesus and led by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> God bless you guys and remember, Jesus loves you. <laughs>